Okay. We so, are inside. I am now. I know. I am a, a. Yeah, I am part of the problem, Leona. I am part of the patriarchic society. I do probably control you. I'm male uh, dominating, uh, white privileged asshole. How do you feel living with a person like that? How it is to live with you? Yeah. Or this kind of person? Yeah, that has to live with a such, such like that kind of like me doing the patriarchic putting the patriarchic society over your face. I have to meditate a lot. I dance, I paint, I do a lot of therapy on myself. Okay, I'm still trying to learn about what this is. I'm trying to learn about what the political scene, what, because it seems for me that consciousness has just suddenly exploded in the face of philosophy, biology, uh, social philosophy, every kind of idea you have is just bang, it's just changed. And for example, in that I do feel that I'm, uh, I don't understand what love is anymore. I don't understand what uh, what being a man, what macho represent, or if I actually was, or still am part of the patriarchic society. So then we managed to get uh, one uh, revolutionary that is uh, studying psychology, but a little bit more outside the box. Yeah, and it says on her website, have you lost your direction? Are you searching for your life purpose? Are you insecure about your choices and position in life? Yeah. Are you having problem fitting into the mainstream social norms? Definitely. Do you feel that you don't know who you are? Uh, I think I know too much who I am. That's a problem also. Well, let me tell you, it is not your fault. What? Okay, it's not my fault. Fa uh, it's not my fault. Mm. Okay, it's the fault of society then. I will blame the evil society that educated me wrong. Like I will blame my mother that she drank too much alcohol. So now I'm an alcoholist. I will blame you for being... Uh, I'm here. Yeah, for not taking care of me when I needed you most. Uh, so, okay, so that's where do we get on? I don't think you can be my th therapist anymore, Leona. <laughs> No. We're looking for different therapist opportunities now. So we've I got think I'm too close to you, Tommy. I know you're all... I have too easy to, like, pinch you. So who do we get here? Then we, you managed to find a new therapist for me. I will look for a new therapist. No, name of her. You, ah. ma you managed to find a new therapist for me? Who is this? We have my Mara Kuntani or she, my Mara Dani. I don't know exactly She's from how Greece, no? You Greece. told me. Greece, yes. Athens, Greece, and that's also kind of like, I know it's a kind of country that has kind of a little bit more stereotypical ideas about man and woman. And Where does the symbol of anarchy came from? Is it also part to come from Fran Greece? French. French. I think, I think I'm, I'm Norwegian. Uh, we're like this, again, fucked up being in the big world, being Scandinavia, uh, Scandinavians, because it's such a protected country we don't have uh, politics like this we have politicians but the other people yeah normal people don't talk politics it's not like we have a political union it's like people just agree people are nice to where each are other. you from you said norway okay we have it in sweden though but yeah men and women are usually getting along better than many other places you see no yes that's true so we live in a place where where i didn't know what patriarchy was before i moved to germany I mean, we have a very good... That so had fascism, that Hitler, he's probably the symbol they use on patriarchy. I mean, I want to say that in Sweden we have a very... We had 
I'm not sure how it is anymore, but we had a very good social uh, security. So if um, we, you were always feeling safe as a woman or a man in a in the society, if you would fuck up, the society would help you. And that's why you can just fuck around without any concern, because if that little bastard child just start to grow inside of your belly, you just can suck on the welfare society of the uh, state for Again, the we have a very good sexual education also, or we had, or it's not very good, but it's still better than in other places of the world. So, so there was not so many bastard children. Abuse <laughs> each other's bodies for years without any connection of about family or real uh, uh, exactly. being Exactly. We could explore ourselves. We could explore sexuality. It's called like some kind of... Uh, Get to know yourself I'm still far. I I think I get more sick from talking to these uh, psychological people. They make me realize more stuff, like more make it more complicated. For me, I think the world would be easier if it just got easier. If the things just didn't get comp, if it was no new words explaining something, just keep it. It's too complicated simplifying already. It. Simplifying. Yeah, simplifying it would be better. But if you can't do that, that just put the line like the Amish people stopped developing in the 1800s or something. We just stopped now making things more complicated, not make more technology. Do you think they are more happy? Yeah. You think? I don't know. Women or men? I think we're probably forced by the universe, by nature, to always have existential drama in any kind of level of existence we try to move inside. So if why? Why? Because that's what life is about. It's like fin finding out what life is about, and that's difficult. It's a search. Yeah, and it's a border between like uh, pain and pleasure for, that is supposed to be balancing, balancing each other out. So you have no relationship to pleasure without pain. And that's the same with man and woman. That's why I'm now... If we can't find this uni union between each other, that we're both part of the same race, homo sapiens, the same creature that actually can make babies together, even if they shouldn't now because it's way so too much people. So it's an individual search for God and understanding. It's an individual search for Aha! unity. <laughs> it's individual. Okay, so... Yes, great. Let's have uh, a happy birthday to being alone then in this loneliness time. You don't have to be alone just because you get to know no, yourself. No, but I'm saying happy, happy birthday to all lonely people out there. Happy birthday to all lonely people out there. Happy this birthday. is the time of loneliness. It's around Christmas. Yeah, celebrate your birthday alone. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday Happy birthday It's a great day That's what we say Happy birthday To you We're waiting now for Maria Dani Actually, Mara Contani. Uh -huh. Hello, can you hear us? So we are looking at the room of this uh, woman we're going to interview. It's green, with a green wall, uh, with a painting and something hanging on the wall door. So let's try that. So, uh, welcome to the Bipolar Circle and uh, mm -hmm. the birthday show. Today it's a birthday party for 
maybe for equal understanding? Or is a birthday party for your your project? Uh, can you introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Of course. Hi, I am Mayra Kundani, and I'm a gestalt therapist, activist, and critical sexologist. And one of my main projects is how to heal ourselves and our sexuality from patriarchy, which means to heal ourselves from internalized patriarchy, as I call it, and I like to use this term. What, so, what kind of sites? Yeah, I have done it. What? No, sorry. I just wanted to. What kind of sexologist did you say you were? Radical? No. I call myself critical. Critical. Or radical. I like that. Maybe I can. Uh, I can uh, use what you say. I like that. Radical sexologist. <laughs> Thanks for the input. We are kind of like that also with Fuck for Forest. Uh, we are trying to go uh-huh. like different uh, ways to to show sexuality in a different way and. We've seen it's been very important for people, but yeah, what? Uh, you're back to your project. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No worries. So yes, I did the research on st- when I was studying clinical sexology because I, I was al- I was already a social psychotherapist and an activist. So for me, the social awareness and the social environment is really clear that affects the organism, and no one is crazy by itself. And if a person is, let's say, mentally, somehow, that is not his or her problem. That is mainly the the society's issue. So I knew this, and I was practicing uh, this in my therapeutic practice already. And then in clinical sexology, I saw that the issues that they were addressing and the ways they were suggesting to solve them, it was not taking in consideration the social background that we live in. So I decided to do a research on sexual health in patriarchy. And of course, as you can imagine, I discovered that there is no sexual health in patriarchy for very good reasons that uh, I'm sure you also know and work with. And then uh, based on that, I do some presentations where I present all these findings, and also I offer an experiential training on conscious sexuality and relationships, which I think is the is the medicine to the damage that we have from patriarchy as human beings. Or 
someone isn't looking there Dressed in milk, wearing metaphors again Surely got a heart like a bowl of soup on a bike Loudly calling down the road Don't my heart really show workshop online or uh, it's workshop with it's people? Online. It's online. It's an online training. And then you are like uh, getting naked and masturbating together or just talking about sex or... No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Um, I, in my understanding, me as a person, I like to keep uh, my sexuality as a private thing. So far, at least. That, that's my style as a person. So actually the training is about taking awareness on how I relate with my body and so with my sexuality, how do I relate with the people I want to interact sexually, how the traumas uh, show up in any intimate relationship. And that is a fact that we are not aware of uh, globally, even if we live in the 21st century. So I, I'm doing this work to inform the people that that is a fact that's going to happen. And so it's nice to know and it's nice to use all these interactions that we have based on love, on helping each other to grow. So for our listeners, could you just explain what patriarchic society is? Mm -hmm. Of course. So yeah, in my in my research, I discovered that we live in patriarchy the last five thousand years, and so that is a lot. And actually, also based on this research that I did, I discovered that patriarchy on first layer shows up as the system that promotes the dominant heterosexual male to dominate whatever else moves around non-dominant males, women, kids, animals, nature. Though, observing better, we can see that this violence also turns against the same group of people, the dominant heterosexual male. I guess you have also observed that. It's very obvious, I think, in our environment. So that's the first layer. Doing a deeper research, I discovered that actually patriarchy is the system, that, the social system that promotes the individual interest in favor of the common interest. The common interest of me and the people I'm with now, which is you, me and my neighborhood, me and my society, and so on. So I think that is the most serious um, terminology, which is not so obvious, 
of patriarchy because like that we can all reproduce it and we do all reproduce it that's why i talk about internalized patriarchy when we're acting in the, from our individual interest that we with through domination are trying to oppose to our environment which is other beings uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends that also like is into femdom, for example, that likes to get tied up and beaten up by women or peed at or be controlled by women in an, any kind of way, but like kind of like mm -hmm. a psychological game. Then you have the same, the other way, like men that likes to control women in a conscious way, like with rules, like mm -hmm. in consent. Then you have it in society, in different levels. Uh, exactly. I, I personally, me and Leona are kind of like different in our ideas about uh, politics and sexuality, kind of. I'm, I'm kind of studying it in my way, but sometimes I'm like, I feel like uh, sometimes, depending on, the, like kind of connected to what I saw in different parts of the world, uh, different tribes I visited in the Amazon jungle, for example, and how people live in a in a small uh, mountain kind of community here, uh, outside the big cities, outside the academic circles that makes up a lot of the new kind of ideas about sexual politic and uh, politic in the world, like what made the power structure and stuff. And then I'm like, I, I personally think patriarchy is a little bit like, a little bit simple way for me to see it because I, also have like, I know a lot of guys that would never want to have power or never want to control people. And I know a lot of women that likes it also. And I know a lot of people that do it also subconsciously. That isn't like just been made, I don't know, from society or nature to have that kind of need to be a leader or something. And then you have a lot of people that wouldn't be able to be happy without having a leader. And some people are consciously happy about being part of a social structure where they don't really need to be conscious about something. And I'm like, okay. Patriarchy is a social system in which men hold primary power and predominate in roles of political leadership, moral authority, social privilege and control of property. Some patriarchal societies are also patrilineal, meaning that property and title are inherited by the male lineage. Patriarchy is associated with a set of ideas, a patriarchal ideology that acts to explain and justify this dominance and attributes it to inherent natural differences between men and women. Sociologists hold varied opinions on whether patriarchy is a social product or an outcome of innate differences between the sexes. Isn't calling patriarchic and putting it like on that it's like a male dominance attitude, isn't that a little bit like uh, maybe making the subjects more like even more fight between man and woman? Exactly. And uh, that's what many students of mine tell me all the time. But then when they arrive at, uh, in the class and I explain them that actually patriarchy is the domination of the mind over the feeling and the instinct and this, uh, and how this translates itself in other inner functions that we have. So actually, the main point is what I said in the beginning, that because the mind is doing this game to us, and actually we live like this in the society, that the mind dominates our bodies and our instincts and the way we could naturally express ourselves in our environment. All this is dominated from the mind. So actually, that's what patriarchy mainly is. 
Uh, in my understanding. I just wanted, yeah, because I, I, I was talking to Leon a little bit about this before today and we were kind of agreeing a little bit on it, but it was like we got the conclusion because I see like women many times, we are born differently. For me, I think women and men are the same. We're part of uh, one type of uh, expression that is expressed through duality. And sometimes one day I think it's something spiritual, another day I just think it's chaos. So I have no like clear point of what it is, but I feel like still women and men are kind of the same. We are the same species. We're homo sapiens. We kind of need each other. So I'm like always like to look for this kind of cooperation and stuff. And then I see like men, like men have higher like suicide rate, for example. It's much Mm -hmm. faster for men to give up on life. And also when, when it's a war or something like that, Many times traditionally and still today, that's men that kind of uh, needs to go and die in that war. And women are always like when you bomb a civil population and kill women and children or something, it's still considered really like low kind of war tactic. So men are kind of like expendable in war. Also, when a ship is uh, sinking, is there like a women and children first, something that still is somehow in the culture. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so then out from this idea about the weaker or who's dominating and stuff, it can seem for me that actually men uh, are the weaker gender. Being put in that category also makes them like unsecure about themselves. So they will act out with aggression faster because they're not sure about their, what their position in society is somehow. And then isn't it important maybe that women try to... Like, I don't know, like Leona says that people have to help themselves, but you're a therapist. So I'm like, okay, we live, in, <laughs> we live in a society where we need therapy sometimes. Like people are not good enough, like taking care of each other in the environment they are, and they need someone to talk to about their emotions. But like, how do we manage to maybe like also help uh, guys or make guys actually like, because it's like somehow not okay to say that men are suppressed. But I think like in our society, we are all somehow controlled. We all somehow have problems. And if you have like an abuser, I don't think that person wants actually to be like that. I think it's a reaction based on, on a sick society. And if you want to cure it, you have to look for the root. And if that maybe is like men on security, for example, and saying patriarchic society too many times or becoming more and more like that feminism is our own subject like ecofeminism for example that i have a little bit problem with because i think ecology is so important so extremely important for all of us and then i'm like yeah you can see it in many different ways especially if you're in an academic point of view where you study this and know all the right things to say in the right time but uh, if you're just uh, a normal person maybe you will feel like kind of pushed out or that you are judged just for being a guy, somehow, could that lead to more insecurity or? First of all, I want to clarify that I don't consider myself academic. I consider myself experiential, social psychotherapist or therapist. Okay, cool. So I want, I want to clarify that. <laughs> Great. First of all. And sec- so I'm talking from this perspective. Uh, secondly, yeah, exactly. That's why uh, what I'm teaching, I mean, I'm teaching what I call healing patriarchy. And this is based on the very nice book of this colleague 
who was also Gestalt therapist, but many other things. He was from Chile. His name is Claudio Naranjo. And he wrote this very nice book called Healing Civilization. And it was really my answer to how can I heal my internalized patriarchy. For example, in my case, I discovered experientially that I had a disconnection of the heart of my feelings with my sexuality. So but they're still using I, a male program, just like saying macho, for example. I, I know that it's like macho assholes are annoying. I know. But also like the extreme of feminine can also be kind of extremely annoying and put in the wrong lo wrong expression. Of course. So it's like, like exactly. it, that you can say like feminism has become a positive word for liberation, while um, masculine or machism is always considered being negative. And that's why like, like if you use words like that, if you use patriarchic, but if you have something called matriarchic also, you have the other side of it. So then you have the gender in it. It can be kind of confusing for people to feel that they are yeah. part of a system that, that, that they don't identify on just because of their gender. Just because I have a dick, I have to identify with patriarchic word, patriarchic society. It's not, it, it doesn't work like that though. That's what I'm saying, that doing a good research on that, and that's what my find, that's why I'm so happy to share my findings. We see that patriarchy is not finally about the dominant heterosexual male. No, patriarchy is about the individual intellect, uh, mind-focused need that wants to uh, dominate and oppose itself in the environment. So this means that, and this is actually, to talk politically, this is what we're experiencing now politically, having an elite who owns the wealth of all of the species, and that is abnormal, that is unnatural, that is violent, and but we are supporting them, and we're not now at the streets screaming and taking back uh, what uh, what you know we should be just sharing and be happy and do you know just run naked in the forests and I don't know. I would like that. Make love and enjoy <laughs> ourselves. But what so, is, but what is what is matriarchy then? So matriarchy, as as Claudia also explains in this very analytical and very you know juicy book. So he explains that before patriarchy, we had matriarchy. And then before matriarchy, we had mitrocracy, it's called. So mitrocracy was the most balanced society because there was a balance between the among the individual needs and the collective needs. So these needs were in balance. Then from that, we got in the unbalanced society of matriarchy and there their balance was that the society, that the commun communal needs were higher than the individual needs. And that is what some people didn't like. And they said, no, we're going to get back the power and oppose ourselves to the society. And that's what we're experiencing now. And I want to say one important information here that we live 5,000 years in patriarchy, but that is only the 3% of human history. And me, I love this information because it then it makes me calm because it makes me feel that I am not crazy, that I don't like, I don't buy this thing. I don't buy that we have to live with competition, domination and violence. No, we can, our nature is love and freedom. And me, that's what I'm teaching. 
And yeah, I think you agree on that, no? <laughs> yeah. So what what would be like the the right way of living then? What is the right way of having this political parties or whatever you call it? The ruling of the society, the people. The, I think metrocracy is the best way to live. That the needs of the individual and the needs of the group, the society, however we want to call it, are both respected. And maybe this doesn't mean that every time they are the same, but at least to respect that the fact that we respect them, that I tell you, look, me, I going to do a party, you know, this month. And you don't. No way. You are like, no way, we, we don't want the party because whatever. But then maybe we can find, uh, yeah, maybe you can tell me, you know, look, this day we're going to go away and you can have your party. You know, that is a way to combine ourselves. Or I tell you, okay, you don't want to do a party in our house. Okay, I'm going for a week to my friends and I do the party there. You know what I mean? That's a small example, but this can be applied in a relationship. This can be applied in a family with kids, because also with kids, I totally support the idea to grow them with love and freedom and total direct respect like any of us. That is the best way to grow, help humans to grow. And in terms of society, again, with self-organization, we can, that's why I suggest self-organization model of society. We can, again, succeed more respect among the individual and the communal needs. But, but of course, that... I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. No, it's not so... easy. It's definitely <laughs> it's not... not easy. No, I, but I, I believe, I don't know, I believe people are kind of have to get it themselves. Like some people would call it consciousness or something like you understand out from your kind of ideas not from from what other people would teach you or you you analyze your surroundings and you get your own values based on that kind of and that's like a process that we just have to ask nature maybe it's evolution no like we went from if evolution ever happened we went from monkey creatures uh, probably just raped openly without any problems and we got more and more into society where we're just like okay we start to respect each other's borders and we start to uh, like kind of understand each other in a different way and this has been like a long time evolutionary process but i think it's dangerous to try to speed up that process but trying to force like what many people in the political both on the left and right part of the specter as funny that it has both that is left right oriented but anyway that is like kind of uh, uh, when people start to push in the socialist group even start to push people to be socialist or be nice and they didn't get it themselves they can only make people who pretend they're nice and if it happens some kind of cat uh, catastrophe in any way the whole society people will just start to become barbarians right away again or just it will that social structure will not work in the long run if people don't have if nature haven't rewarded us with some kind of consciousness and then i'm like i'm a little bit annoyed by feeling feeling that i am part of like the white privileged male group of people that has dominated and fucked up this planet because I dedicated most of my life for trying to work for social issues, animal protection and ecology. So I'm like, I don't feel identifying with that thing. And I, I know you, you I know how you can use words and stuff, but still, I think patriarchic <laughs> society is a male 
kind of focused world. And I know like the feminist movement fights here in Latin America even more, but I didn't experience so much in Berlin where they even like fight to re-moderate the language because it's too many male uh, endings on the words or something. So they changed the language with XX in the end or something. And then I'm like, I don't know which side that do it, but this sounds like 1984 for me when you re-moderate that language to make it fit your political agenda. You can like it and you cannot, but it's like, if you're going to do that with all the works of Shakespeare or make the whole Bible into politically correct language, I think it's fucking with the history of humanity. We, I think humanity needs to have a history. We have to realize that there are being male dominance in the world. White privileged male piece of shit. How can I be better when God created it? My position in this world of lies is fake. Burning at the stake many years has gone since men violently tortured and burned the witches of my dreams. At least it's how it seems. Coming from a patriarchic bloodline or just another selfish whining of despair while searching for unity in flesh, becoming one with the enemy of the heart. Love is hard to find. Only in myself I search for the answer in my loneliness. The gentle woman's touch and love caress my soul and calms me down and prepares me for the solitude of my egocentric wishes for the control over the flesh. Oh God. Oh, woman, bring me back to the womb. It's also been, I don't know exactly how do you see this, like 5,000 years of male dominance. Is that the modern society or because there are tribes in Amazon that still is not uh, contacted by white privileged course, male people. So they, they, they are not in this statistic, these people, obviously. Okay, but if you go to them and look at, them. but if you go to them and look at their, if you go there as a, as a, privileged feminist from from our part of the world and you go to the Amazon uh, to a head hunting uh, head shrinking ritual group of people living in kind of like a not monogam relationship and have a totally different idea about family how are you going to meet together on the political ideas about what's right and wrong who's controlling each other or not it gets so abstract when you take it outside our Society, that's why I said academic. I don't think you're academic because it seems like you are more interested in self-teaching and learning uh, more outside that bubble. But still we are using words that is in that, like is in that sexual fight now in the feminist movement, patriarchic, uh, in the anti-capitalistic movement. I'm from that movement. But still it's like patriarchic, I don't think, uh, you can say it's like an inner thing, you can say machism is also something women can have, but then I still think it's something then that has been reformed to fit that political agenda somehow, that I think creates separation more than understanding. Because I'm like, if, if nature is based on duality, like uh, hot, cold, uh, night, day, man, woman, uh, something like that. And we all have these levels. In, I have woman level inside me also. I thought uh, that I also have parts of me female in kind of like the natural like cycle of my life. I also have feminine parts. So then I'm like, okay, if I want to learn about life, 
I haven't got the point yet because I didn't learn a shit. I've been doing this through Fuck for Forest for many years. Like, try to understand women. <laughs> try to understand, like, the idea of women, why women exist as, like, an expression of nature. How they, how I can kind of actually satisfy and make them happy. Something I failed dramatically in doing. But I, I think, like, that's the only way for me to see any possibility to learn about nature is to analyze the opposite and it's like, uh, I think that's like, sometimes I get a little bit sad about that many people in the feminist movement have kind of just see everything that has to do with male as the problem in the world. Because you had really shitty women leaders also. You had like people, women in power that murdered and tortured and killed people. And just say that they had, that's the patriarchic side of them will be also like, you still use a, a male-programmed word. I don't understand why it's necessary, why we can't say, like, assholes, power-hungry assholes. I can't explain. I can answer that. First of all, I want to say that in my training from the first one hour, I tell to the people that I can be a feminist lesbian and still reproduce patriarchy badly, very, very much. Because actually, patriarchy means that I don't have a balance between the mind, the feeling, and the instinct. No, it doesn't. Patriarchy means just male people controlling. That they are on the top of dominance. dominance. It's male dominance. Matriarchy would be that women have the last word in the society. Like in a tribal mm -hmm. situation, the people has the last word. Do we go to war or not? Do we do this or not? Will be like a male or female voice. That's where it's coming from. When you start to talk about this, that's like feels like manipulation for me. But I could be wrong. But it's like somewhere, some, oh. somewhere from. I, I, I hear what you say, and since you invited me and you asked me, I'm telling you what I have discovered from my research and what am I applying one here now that I'm working with this, and I see results with this new approach. On, on how on what is patriarchy and how to heal it from inside first of all and okay I hear your answer is no it's not like that and I'm like and then I don't know what else can I say now you know I I, mean, I, I am not here to convince anyone I'm here no, I'm to just ask, asking actually you ask me your opinion my opinion I give you my opinion based on this research I like to respect anthropological science and all what I say is based on anthropological science. I like to respect the terminology of the words and investigate them deeper, as I do for the word anarchism as well, because it's a really, I really believe, as many other scientists, let's say, that, and professionals, that anarchism is the best social political proposal to co-live in a society. I really believe that. And anarchism, anarchism as a word is a very raped word in the world we live. I still use it and defend it, though, as it's the word love. The word love is so raped. Like, I kill you, and then I say, and then we say, I killed him or her because I love her. Yes. Okay, what can, are we going to do now? We're going to stop using the word love. Yeah, that brings me over to actually the next thing. Good, we can just cut that out a little bit about uh, what patriarchy or matriarchy is and try to just be humans to each other, and then we have this subject of love. Uh, wh what is love to you? So, for me, love is human nature and always goes with, uh, to myself and to the other. And actually, for me, love is a practice. 
because it doesn't matter. I can say I love you, but then if I am, you know, the point is that you can see this love in action. And this means that I do my work because maybe for you, love is to paint the wall red. And me, if I paint it yellow, you will not understand that I love you. So that is my job. If I really want to love you, to manage to express to you in your words. I find it extremely complicated, the idea of love, because everyone has their different idea about it. It's such an abstract word, you know, it's like kind of, it's almost like God. You can kind of like talk about it forever. People sing about it. People kill each other for it. You say like people use love to manipulate each other. So that's maybe why people have a little bit problem with it. It's not so easy. It's like uh, we live in a society with a lot of violence and stuff. People experience violence from their family, from people really close to them. That nature somehow has made that uh, attachment to the feeling of of family. That makes them still love people that abuse them over a long time. Yeah, for me, love is such an existential thing to to talk about that I can't. I I I'm afraid of using it right now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you say you have to develop it, but not everyone has like uh, has the same possibility to do that. It's like now we are in Christmas time, for example. Uh, it's supposed to be the holiday when people are love and take care of each other. Santa Claus is supposed to be like the symbol of this this guy that gave presents to poor kids, to children, and it's become like part of the capitalistic society. It's such a big money machine, and a lot of children is actually suffering even more in this time by seeing uh, that rich people get even more even if they don't need it and they are still uh, hungry and starving and in this world we can't even figure out like how to love each other like man and woman how to take care of each other like the essence of the family that is actually even even how much radical you want to be or something that that biology of nature that needs a man and a woman to create a child if you want. Now we're in op overpopulation situations, actually, thank God for all gay people, <laughs> and they should be allowed to adopt much faster. So we could give uh, children that needs a home to, to, to gay people, and uh, sick that that gets hold back by, by religious people and stuff that wants to overproduce even more, so it gets even more sick. No? How do we, what is love in this world when we are not even, we are like people, like children are on the street without families. I don't know. What's happening with the sound? You hear this weird sound? You hear a weird sound? Like, rup, 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 rup. No. It must be on our side. It must be a cable or something. It's really irritating sound. Etu, etu. I have a big problem with love. I, I'm destroyed by uh, losing my lover to, to the visa and Schengen regulations of the richest country in the world, that is Norway, because I couldn't be with a girl that didn't have enough money to stay with me. And I'm an activist, so I don't make enough money. We get ripped apart from each other because of uh, the Schengen uh, regulations of Europe. After that, I kind of gave up a little bit on love. I live in Me Mexico where I'm like, trying to fit in here, being a white, privileged Norwegian, actually. But most people here see me as American because they're the neighbor country to one of the f yeah, biggest political fuckers in the world. And I have to take the responsibility for that now. So then I'm like, OK, I try to be activist my whole life. I, I'm stressed, fuck, stressed out about life, like about uh, trying to actually be better. 
I fight it for, I was always uh, on the side of feminism since I was uh, a child. Norway, it's not very patriarchic in that way, like women and men get very naturally along together. So I never had that issue. It has just started mainly when I come to Berlin and suddenly people start to pick on me, especially because I was the guy in Fuck for Forest. And then I'm like even more fucked up because then I'm like, oh yeah, you're the patriarchic guy that manipulates the women. That is my friends, that is true anarchists that just like to have fucking fun. And sometimes they did shit that I don't like, no, please not do that because I get, bla I get blamed for it. You know, like it's not even my idea, it's not my expression. And I'm like, oh, the guy did, the guy did it. I got beaten up by feminists on the streets in Berlin just from being part of a forest. And it's even gone to a point where they stand, they get some guy bullies to, to mess with me and I can't do anything because it's like a big group organized by some women that hates me because I'm doing pornography, like suppressing women or something like that. And then the whole subject of love and accepting the idea of feminism or as, as like a political agenda got kind of difficult for me as like, as a person like it kind of scared me and it like made me kind of afraid of going out to political houses and stuff representing fuck for forest being a man because they never got the problem she never got the problem they all like i can be there with a with a group of women and they always want to pick on me for it and then i got paranoid i don't like to fight i don't like to get like judged and screamed at People called me rapist without any reason, just because because I'm the guy in Fuck for Forest. And then I'm like, okay, this political idea about uh, liberation or eliminate suppression or the patriarchic society or what the fuck, or even the idea of anarchy got really weird for me. I know, for many people. But are you the only man in Fuck for Forest? Why do they attack you? No, I... I I'm not the only man in the forest, no, but I'm the only, I'm kind of the only guy that fronted it publicly many times in the media. And Leona don't really like to talk to people, especially people she don't uh, know. She can be very talky when she knows people more, but she definitely don't like interviews. So I'm always just happy that I do the interview, but then I was like, okay, why is the guy always talking? I get judged for that. Also, sorry for being a yeah, guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking also. I was thinking, oh, there are two and he's talking more. And why I don't hear anything from here? I was thinking about that. Yeah, so that's weird. No, why do you have to? Because I'm hyperactive. I was just made like this, but I would love Leon. We have, <laughs> we have fights. Where I tried, like, Leona, can you please help me more with talking? She just don't like it. Should I, uh, should I force her then? Should I force her to talk more? And then we are expected to say something because we, ex we, we, we are representing a project with a philosophy called Fuck for Forest. Something she has been totally part of developing the idea from the beginning. But then I'm like, okay, we can't just shut up. We're supposed to express this. And that seems like the universe made me like more a talker. And but we also have other people in Fuck for Forest, for example, a girl from Chile, she called herself Super Cunt. She's part of our performance uh, team in Berlin, a very strong feminist soul, and she loves to talk. So we, but it was mainly me and Leona that ended up being like the kind of uh, official spokespeople. So can you explain me a little bit more about uh, Gestalt? What is a Gestalt therapist? We didn't get uh, too much. Uh, I want to say, I will say before.
before something, if I'm allowed that for me, love is always going without violence. And that is my thing. You don't have to agree. But I'm just, I just wanted to say why I'm doing all this investigation and so on is because I really cannot stand to see people who say that they love each other or themselves and be violent to themselves or each other. That's why I did all this research. That's why I'm doing this job, actually. I'm trying to help people to really love themselves in daily life and really be able to love the ones they say that they love. My new training is called Unlock Your Lovability and is a practical guide of 12 meetings where we learn practically and we keep doing the practice, the practice all the week until the next meeting. So we learn practically how to love ourselves, which means how to talk with my body, how to be emotionally aware, how to be in the present moment and some other, I mean, I want to say, I will say a little bit more. So, yeah, how to unlock our pleasurability, how to unlock our self-lovability, so then we can unlock our relational lovability. There is a small, and there is also a focus in how to learn to relate ecologically, which means respecting the boundaries and checking with the boundaries of the others whenever I want to to cover my needs. And then we go in a deeper level, which is who is my authentic self, how I want to express my authentic self in the world, and what can I do with all this energy that this brings in my life so I can finally live with harmony on this planet. So, yeah, that is my new training because I saw that we were missing this base of love, of the practice of love. And then on this base, we can build on conscious sexuality and relationships, which is this other training. Yeah, because I really observe there is a big lack of ability to love in action. And I can also say about myself that some it, it might be difficult for me when I'm stressed and alone not to overeat, for example. And this is violence to my stomach. So I read on your website, it says that you do your therapy using art, awareness, practice, yoga, Zen, philosophy, movements and shamanistic, spiritual and activism. What do you, how do you do your therapy? Actually, all of these things together. <laughs> so actually, I'm a gestalt therapist, but also I'm a yoga instructor. And I've, I could also say shamanist, but I'm not saying it like this, but I've done my training in shamanism. So actually, uh, I, I combine what, I, what it's called gestalt therapy with gestalt awareness practice which is a branch of Gestalt, unique. And actually, every time it's about activating the organismic awareness in here and now, so we can help the organism self-regulate itself. Because actually, our organism is, has the ability to cure itself, to do the best for itself every moment, as long as we really are clear and true and we give all the information that we need. For example, I'm in a place that I don't like, 
the sooner I admit it to myself, the sooner I will act for this. And then if I don't act, if I, if I don't admit this to myself, then I can even have a panic attack like many people have in our days. But for a that is a lack. What? For a person that are chronically paranoid, you would just run from one place to another constantly if you would follow that instinct. Could be, but of course that was just an example. So if I am paranoid and I know I am paranoid, let's say, then I need to include this in my awareness and you know take my measurements. How do I? What do I need to feel safe when? You know, to treat my boundary with love, you know, I'm not obliged to throw myself in any, in places with, you know, that I don't know anything about them. So you don't believe in not shock therapy? What? No shock therapy. No. No. Okay, can I be... No, so all the practices, the, the practices that I use are ways to embody our awareness of course, this brings energetic shift, and it's not they're not so mental, they are more body based. So actually, this shift is easier to happen, though we need the collaboration of the mind to bring the awareness in this practice. That's why I even for me that I'm doing this, you know, 15 years now, and more for my clients. It's, it's not so easy. I mean, we have this, it's just a tool. It's natural. It's there. It's, a, it's you and your body talking, actually, that, to say it in, simply, in a very simple way. And I see the, the resistance of people to do that because that is not in our culture. We haven't learned to take the time to stay, you know, to stay to just relax on ourselves with, with ourselves and you know to make a talk with my stress or make a talk with my stomach instead of jump in the kitchen and eat because I feel stressed and I don't know rejected and whatever I can just stay here and talk with my stress and say okay why are you feeling now this you know have a talk because nobody called me and I'm home alone or whatever you know so and then therapy. I can talk to my stomach and say and, the, and then I can talk to my stomach and say, look, I want to force inside you all the chocolate because I feel the stress. What do you think about that? You know, and then what my stomach will tell me, I, I don't think it's an idea. Let's find what? What if I'm too negative? Right? My problem right now, you hear that I'm a little bit like edgy in my, I'm not like a, right now I'm a kind of, nervous, uh, sad, very sad, very depressed person. I would say like my sex life has been amazing, but it teached me more about uh, how little people actually love each other. The whole idea of Fuck for Four is the hedonistic lifestyle in Berlin, the modern society's uh, self-liberational uh, ideas, that in connection with tribes I lived with, with the countryside people, with the local people I live close to now, my neighbors on the countryside. Mexico place and then with like seeing that the world is kind of we destroyed the whole planet like ecology the ecological disaster is so intense and the humans are still focusing on on the, we should have all now just acted but we don't so then I'm like okay I could say when you say like oh yeah I, I look myself in the mirror or I wake up in the morning and I have these thoughts 
like sex, not even sex with the most beautiful person I will meet, nice uh, person I will meet would be able to heal those wounds for me. Where do I have any, is it's too late for me? Or I got to a point where I'm like, okay, you have some kind of uh, clinical manic depression and it's uncurable or where should I start to get hope in the world now to start to work with like, okay, I have a reason to continue this day. For me, the answer is double, always. That's what I'm suggesting always, is to work in the relationship with myself and the people near and with the world at the same time. There is no time, and actually it's not working if I'm only working in my personal empowerment, growth, healing, whatever we call it, if I don't do the, sa the same thing in the social level. It doesn't work. That is my my personal input in therapy, and I'm really going out there to this all these colleagues, and I'm telling them that I really consider them ethically responsible for the human extinction that we're experiencing, because people come to us and they are fucked up from the system. Sorry for the use of the word "fuck" in a bad way. No, use it in it's which way. We love the word. It's a part of our name, actually, on our project. So we worship the word fuck. Okay. So people come to us destroyed from this system. And while we have there the best opportunity to explain them, look, darling, you are fucked up because the system is fucked up. So let's help you and to help each other to change this thing. But this I'm, monster. But my, one of my problems and is... These guys, oh, sorry. Sorry. And these guys, these, most therapists, they don't do that because they like to remain middle upper class with this privilege of knowledge and, you know, having access to these clients with money. And so they can have their pool or whatever they think they have. And so important for them. And then that's why I consider it's a basic reason why we haven't really done some serious revolution so far, which we totally need. Plus, another reason we haven't done a serious revolution so far is that most people in the movement, they don't realize they have, we have internalized patriarchy and internalized capitalism. So when we act to each other with violence, domination, competition, I don't know, and meanness, uh, of course, we're not going to do revolution. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I realize that. Uh, I think I'm a very primitive uh, stupid guy actually i because i'm like I, I got afraid of women now because i would like to make like especially my partner especially the people close to me uh, feel happy and calm but i somehow feel like i'm supposed to be like kind of like a strong person and i'm not actually i and i said it also actually maybe i actually need a kind of mother figure and many women will laugh at me they will be like ha 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 yeah, because I'm supposed to symbolize being a strong guy at the same time. I'm supposed to be gentle and understanding and uh, empathic. But I just fucking need... I, I'm like a small child. I'm not like... A, I'm a small child. I don't know how to take care of me without someone. And I know I can't expect that. I can't expect anything of love in this world. And I've been with many beautiful people. But in the end, it seems like... I'm expected to be so strong that I don't need that kind of motherly figure that can just make me feel a little bit protected and safe to put my head in 
in the tits and feel that motherly feeling that I and I, I, I feel like now for me I'm I'm I get more stressed out by the, this gender battle. I think it's a time to maybe start to talk about humanism more or like What are we dealing with in this birthday show? A woman blaming all on the patriarchy, a traumatized man and an empathic woman that do not give a fuck. Human sucks, no women are better than a man or man better than a woman. We are all pieces of shit, part of destroying animal and plant life as we speak. The only ones that we can call humans are the ones that are dead defending our planet from our greed. Not talk so much about that, like find ways to actually be nice to each other or meet each other on what we need uh, individually. No, and I feel like we're like facing like the biggest battle ever and that's the the war between the genders that is like the war inside humanity is not even between it's not between races or or that I don't believe in even exists or, or countries that I don't even believe exists it's between like who who's most right or who's most strong of man and woman and I think I'm much more primitive than that I'm much more primitive than these political ideas about the subject I see I don't know how to to get help Really, I just feel like I want to give up. I feel like uh, I, I feel like many women expect too much from, from me. They expect me to be very strong and understand. I don't know. I am I, afraid now of getting you. I think maybe it's a time for me to just stay, meditate, not have a relationship at all. What do you feel, Leonard? I mean, I totally agree with that. If you want the change, you have to be the change. So I'm. Yeah, she's very like she's a, like she's a she's like most w women are more strong. That's what I'm saying. Psychologically, you can be alone. It's proven. Like you can be like alone for much longer, <coughs> handling uh, solitude better, handling even torture better. And then so it's easy for you to say that. And then I'm supposed when I say like, yeah, but then I'm like a weak person and then I'm not getting accept accepted for maybe that's part of my nature that I'm that weak person. Maybe that's the thing that guys are actually really weak psychologically and they're really like not all. I'm not <coughs> going to stereotype that all guys are like that. I'm talking from my experience and but other you friends of me. Do you want to stay like that? You want to be that weak guy? What do you hear her now? You heard it? Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to be this. I will try to pretend I'm not no, and just keep all the suffering and pain inside me. Why not me. work with yourself? I do try to work with myself. The best, that's where I see many guys. Oh, they start drugs and alcohol. That's the way they're... Is that because their way because again, Because they can't handle it, Leon. Because, okay, sorry. Because so you're they are weak. They are my weak. Training, then. She makes fun about that guys are weak. That's the, the general no, attitude I get from modern women right now. When He's men try paranoid. to open up, the, when men try to open up their emotion, you just get feeling okay. Yeah, you have to deal with it yourself. But they all know, like most guys, like no, I can't deal with it myself. But admitting that to a woman would be just only ha. Like, why, do you, why do you make this woman and man? We were talking about the way of change. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying exactly. like, yeah, but I'm saying the change has to, that's what I mean. The change has to be that we start to talk about humanism then. When yeah, we exactly. still talk about uh, we feminism. About no, we were talking about humans as individuals changing and making a revolution by understanding the self and fighting for 
I don't think we can do it like that. I think I'm, from my understanding of tribal communities and stuff I lived in, it seems like humans actually are a group animal. And you can say again, yeah, we, we don't can expect to have someone there for us. We have to sometimes like be alone. Sometimes people are lonely. Now in the Christmas time, it's a time we should think about that because there are a lot of people just being alone and they don't want to be alone. They are alone without, and they and this type of loneliness for a human per, for a human creature that is a social creature is for most people devastating. So you can be really dark and say, yeah, we need to figure it out ourselves, but we are a group animal, and in the end we have to figure it out all together. Now I'm talking about this uh, general sexual battle that I think it's a this version of uh, it's like uh, breaking us apart more. I understand where feminism come from and that it's really important. Just like the fight for for gay rights or any type of personal right for dif different groups or different individuals, but in the end we all have to work together anyway, or else we will start to fight each other again for something else. So it is about cooperation in the end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's what we were saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying I'm sick. I'm I'm trying to get he help. Yes, trying, I'm to, trying fish to get help for psychiatry help here. I'm trying to get like some kind. Yeah, I'm trying to fish for psychiatry help here. I, I'm I'm on this level where I would like to take opioids to just feel like I can go through the day. That's the level I am on. I feel like I want to kill myself like about every second day. I'm like slightly suicidal. <laughs> I have so much. I'm so privileged. Really, I had so much good stuff in my life. I also have a good family. I didn't get beaten or raped or nothing when I was a kid. I had everything kind of good for me. But still, the situation of the planet, the situation of everything, just hearing her talking about how we should deal with it ourselves, I'm just like, I can't do it. So then I'm like, okay, you, then I you saying like, okay, but still I have to pay you because uh, even if you are uh, maybe uncommercial, uh, more out of the box working with therapy, you also still need to survive somehow. And then I'm still in that situation. Okay, I have to pay people to listen to my problems, something that will backfire on me, making me feel even more lonely and fucked up. Well, that is a choice of view. For example, me, after I finished my training and uh, in Gestalt, and I understood that Gestalt is made from anarchists and anti-fascist people, and that's why it's the only social psychotherapy that we have. So I looked back in the roots, because as an anarchist, I could really see this ground and I found that yes the first people were anarchists and the fascist activists and everything but then it took me time uh, I mean only one of my teachers and I had 20 teachers he was a hippie original hippie anarchist and so only with him I could work and I am so thankful for the work we did together because he, we had exactly the same mindset in life and I remember he told me, and I was telling him, I am shy to ask for money for this job. I don't want to ask people their money to love them because actually my job is to love. Exactly, that's what I wanted people, to get to, like paying to for love. To love people and to show them how they can love themselves through the love I really share with them. And my therapist told me, he died two years ago at his 88. He told me, how do you feel paying me? And I said, I am so happy that I see you and you really, I mean, he was really a womb for me. He was the only good womb I had in this world, this guy, for five years. 
So I'm so thankful for this experience. And this experience really, you know, saved my life that I don't care if I had to pay him $40. I don't care. And actually, it was the best use of $40 per week I could do. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm still like, would like to get to a point where she tried. Leona tried to do therapy for me, but I think she's... She's very dark. She has a very like nihilistic relationship to reality as and I don't know if that's just because that's the person she is or because sorry for say putting it into a woman thing it's because I'm in this existential drama about this connection between the uh, the essential elements of unity like should be unity like the duality you know it's more bigger. So I'm just I didn't mean to put it in that but I'm like I do realize that I have to learn to love myself, to be able to love other people. And that's the problem also, because loving yourself is not building your ego. Something that can be confused with each other sometimes is about being humble to yourself, learn to forgive yourself. And then I have like, she says on her website or something that the, the, responsibility, the responsible ability to blossom. So I'm like kind of responsible for... But still, I'm, yeah, we live in a very individualized society and I still think we are less uh, similar. Uh, less, and I think we are more similar than we are different. But I don't totally agree. No. I mean, I think we are living together, but still inside this, but we are working together, we are functioning together, but still we have something that is individual in each in. In each, like, oh, I like to eat this. You like to yeah, eat that. Yeah, yeah, but yes, how, how you experience loneliness also? But how, how uh, like, do you be, do you believe in karma? In a broad sense. Because do us, yeah. then, then, then I deserve to be lonely. No, like, then you shouldn't, <coughs> help, then you shouldn't help me. I then it's like the universe wants to put me in this fucked up situation so I should learn more about what it is with my limitations or is a process from the universe to teach me something. I think your fear is driving you and the fear is manifesting to challenge you to learn about it. I'm afraid of women. <laughs> so I, I'm afraid of human. I'm, jo I'm joking. I actually see, I don't really see the difference. Uh, I, as I said, like in Norway, we never had this fight. This is uh, a gen uh, gender issue I uh, experienced more in Berlin. But this doesn't mean that Norway is not under patriarchy, unfortunately. Ah, hey, come on. That You are uh, putting on my psychosis more now by using the word patriarchy. I've used a long time talking to you about how I do feel offended by it. And you don't respect that at all. I do feel offended by people using patriarchy or machism in any kind of thing that is supposed to color a negative idea about something. I don't believe in negative or positive either. I believe everything is a lesson and a riddle. And in that riddle, it makes me feel uncomfortable when people repeat it again and again in that way. And you say you studied it and stuff like that. It doesn't change. The, it's a very simple uh, explanation of the word before you go into the political idea, how it influenced the political scene. But then you can say a lot about it. Then you can talk about and uh, make a seminar about it for hours. But if you're just going to talk about what it actually means, it means male dominance. And that's like you use that in any kind of but idea. I, about told you, I told you the way I... I rephrase it and I use it with this rephrasal. Yeah, huh? yeah, so I mean, for you two to communicate, you have a D 
different opinion about what the word means. I, in this political correctness scene, uh, that it should be just enough that I say, like, I feel offended by uh, hearing the word but patriarchy. Do you, do you believe in that? Yeah, I do feel offended by it. No, no, but do you believe that she should shut up just because... No, no, that I don't believe. No, no, that I don't believe. I don't believe she should shut up. I believe she should... She should actually be allowed to provocate me more so I find more clever ways to joke about it or change my opinion about it. That's the two things I don't want her... No, for definitely. I like much more that we have something to discuss that, that we don't have because I like to... I like to see myself as a progressive person that likes to learn new things. And I like a good argument. So I will uh, I will do it. Me, I don't like arguments, though, I have to tell you, because I'm more in love, peace, unity and freedom. Than, and Welcome this. to the world you're living in. Uh, I'm the gray day of the rainbow, you know, like uh, I find it kind of negative to say you don't like arguments because that's like what makes people exchange information instead of acting like brainless robots. Can I just ask yeah. a question then? Because you said before that uh, by your practice you liberate people and they should fight the society and make revolution, but revolution is an argument. It's an argument against established. It's an argument. It's a discussion. Mm -hmm. Actually, in my understanding, revolution is defending my boundary is not even a discussion in a way because actually self-defense i mean it's yeah you can call it's like it's clarifying my boundary so for example if you want me to work for two hours per hour for you i will simply tell you look for me is fair i need or for my good uh, whatever you know whatever the um, the setting it's good to work for 50 euro per hour. Take it or leave it. You know, so we are not arguing. You are telling me I want you for two euro per hour. I tell you I want, I only give my time for 50 euro per hour as you want. You know what I mean? So I think if we would all do that, just like this, you know, very in a very cool way, no elite that owns all the wealth of this world would exist. And that is my goal. I don't like that this assholes are stealing our resources this is abnormal this is unnatural this is stealing this is violence and we are allowing it what is the reason for us to stay alive is it for us to eat burgers at any risk burger cake is it for us to fight wars is it for us to get the best grades in school wait did we get born we truly say we did all we could when we are dead in the ground. Should we not be thankful for the mercy of nature? Let's sacrifice our bodies to nature and the ones with no voice. Let's sacrifice our bodies to the hungry wolf or the starving bear. We are many, they are few. Let's not be afraid of the virus or a flu that are killing of the plague. Let's give space for the outcasts that are swimming in the ocean full of plastic and cans. Let's make more space for the orangutans that are hungry and homeless. Wait, did we kill the wolf to become the king when we do not know what love is? Let's give some love back to our fellow citizens that we are living with on this planet. So what should we do? Like right now, I think we all should go out and plant a tree right now. So like I see like the dam is breaking and right now we are making like that's what our project in the mountain is. It's more like a boat. We try to make a project that could float after the modern society just falls apart. I don't really have so much more hope in the political idea because I see like many times for me, politic, 
because I was always kind of critical to religion. I think religion is interesting as a philosoph philosophical subject, just like I find politics interesting as a philosophical subject. But if politics get too much in too many people, because I haven't seen the consciousness of humanity grow to a point where I believe that such a big group of people can agree on these kind of terms to create some kind of revolution or social change. And then I'm like, what we've seen many times in many other uh, times of human history is that uh, it just changed the power structure from one place to another. Something I would also think if, like, like because I think power is the subject, not m your dick or pussy or something. I think it's like human's ego, the need, the, the wish to have power over others will still like, I see that manifest all the time in, in the political movement, also in the anarchist movement. But it's somehow like a natural thing of being a group animal. And especially when we're not 100% self-conscious, we will always like, it will actually be a lot of people in the group that likes to have a person that says something that they can follow. And to like to eliminate that totally force them like, oh, you're not supposed to be like that would be like kind of, isn't that kind of like uh, expecting too much from humanity or from nature, like evolution, happen faster evolution, you should get this now. But it's like, no, no, I just want to actually listen to that person and follow that person blindly. It's like, no, you shouldn't, you should be anarchist, you should be free. And it's like, be free or it's like forcing people to be free kind of. Liberate all SM slaves. That's the spirit. I agree. The thing is, I want to say that in activist groups, the problem is that most people, we, when we are there, we are there, a bunch of people, we care to change the world, blah, blah. But most of us, we cannot even take care of ourselves with love. First layer. Secondly, we cannot love each other. And so all the energy when these people meet is consumed in who fucked whom. Who wants to fuck whom? And everything got destroyed, gets destroyed because of that. But so no, fucking is good. No. Like, so, so I don't talk to you, or I support. I don't support your idea, even if it's very good on how we can do this action. I mean, and I'm like, like, please, like, you know, find a way to love yourself and you know to be happy with your sex and love life, and then let's do some activism because before. I don't think it's possible. But everyone That's wants my... to fuck each other. Is that bad? Like have sex with each other or fuck each other over? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean that... Uh, I mean, we gather with a group of people and we want to do an action, you know, from small to big. The point is that the energy in this meeting is consumed who likes whom, who finally will fuck with whom, or whatever. But that's the human. Goal. But that's the, the human condition. That's like that's also what I see in Hollywood and stuff now. And I, I, I have I like a lot of stuff with uh, bringing down pedophiles and bringing down sex offenders and stuff like this. But then I also like it's always was part of like fuck yourself to the top, right? Like especially in showbiz and stuff. Okay, if I fuck that director, I will get the role. And now suddenly like that became incorrect. And then but that was correct in the seventies and eighties. That was just a way of doing it. Hey, take some coke fuck me, suck my dick, then you get the role. And I was like, all those people yeah. fall because of that. And I'm like, yeah, but that seems to be like sexist, like the first part of kind of first part of capitalism, like one of the early exchange systems. No, I give you this, I get the banana in return, something like that. And then it's like, now I think like 
Hollywood have a problem with that? I think they should go out more honestly and say like, hey, we have this sex culture also, so don't expect to get roles if you don't suck some dick. So they got like, get it more clear, <laughs> exactly. you know, that, because that's like, with Fuck for Forest, we never had that problem because it's all about, oh, we want to make people have sex. So people are like, okay, that's, they're called Fuck for Forest, you know, but if you want to be part of like a normal movie, Maybe you didn't expect to have to suck dick to get that role. So that can be shocking for people. But it's been part of the industry. So I think people just have to be more honest. It's like, yeah, do you expect to go high up here without some sexual activity? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. So the point is in the, in the movement also, I think it should be kind of clear everything. Like who is not satisfied sexually and emotionally so i'll speak now okay darling what can we do for you <laughs> how can we help you help me and then when we all feel sexually emotionally happy okay let's plan how to attack i don't know what or how to defend i don't know what like or else we're not we're going to do it that i that i that it's i really normal. agree that i really agree on it's like me and leona had like a free love relationship our whole life and the reason that kind of kept me mentally safe was that we actually had the relationship i could always uh, I, I i always needed safety i always needed that motherly figure but then we got more problems in our relationship based on stress we didn't take care of each other we forget to forgot to take care of our relationship now we're more like brother and sister but somehow we are still working together. I still love her, but still I feel I lost that uh, safety. And I'm, I have to deal with this being like feeling alone. And she's bullying me for that also, something that doesn't really make it better. But, but it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I was able to live that free lifestyle with free love. And uh, uh, because I had, safety, I had something I r related to as my family on side. I don't think I could be just a happy hedonist, just fucking around people uh, without having any kind of like center point that is my family. And then it's like really difficult for a lot of people that you talk about like sexual frustration. I also think is one of the big, like uh, fiery pits that makes people like have wrong focus on life basically. And it starts many times with the relationship where, where, uh, where you control each other. So what do you think about free love as a way to change the world? Actually, I think I, I, I we know that uh, humans biologically are not monogamous and then on top of that we know that humans can be monogamous by choice so actually i think there are some of us that we like monogamy i like it personally for example i found out this experientially i gave myself the chance experientially to you know, to be to to be open to the you know the possibilities, and I I saw this that I like this finally, and there are you know there is something nice there uh, when we choose this uh, monogamy path. There is something nice the way that it that the sexuality and the sexual satisfaction deepens with between these two people is for I find it very rewarding. It's not that I don't like other people. That I can it's understand. I yeah, I can understand. Especially if I... you work with tantric sex or something more deeper. Exactly, to have a long-term yeah. relationship emotionally and sexually is a lot more rewarding. I do agree. Mm -hmm. But I also exactly. see that you are in a relationship. You are more than one person. 
You are not really entitled exactly. to make exactly. rules for your partner. And then is where it's got complicated. If you maybe went into a relationship uh, that is a closed relationship, but then your partner after five, six years still love you, but feel sexually unfulfilled somehow, maybe lost a little bit of the sexual attraction that is very strong in the beginning. That's why I think they say love makes blind because the attraction makes you so focused on the person. When that attraction goes over, that's when people many times start to see the mistakes of their partner and see all the details they didn't see before. But then if you didn't bring anything more into the relationship and the sexual uh, is a very big part of the relationship that's keep you together, that excitement, and that start to die out, then it's kind of sad to lose each other because I think real love should be based on friendship and understanding and, and like not, not just the sexual part. I find it very sad when people break up just because the sex doesn't work out. And I seen for me personally, for me personally, it works if I'm with. That was why it was good with Leona also, like to have. Uh, if I, if I, in the time we were very close to each other, if I, if I felt less attracted to her, and I felt I could uh, experience something with another person, it was just somehow like a, uh, like a testing for me to feel that I was not locked inside that I was not in a prison. So after I had that freedom, I felt much more attracted to her again and much more safe and much more like, okay, this is my center point. So I, I learned to love my partner more through, through free, free love. But I do agree that it's very individual. It actually, I agree with what you say because it's very nice when we can really choose this one person and we're not forced. So this really changed the whole uh, narrative because we are not, many of us, we are not acting well when someone tells you, no, you should only eat this. We will, we can end up hating it very easily. But if this one thing is there and many other things are there and we are all free to choose, then is when we will really show what we really like. So I really, that's why I'm saying that I teach love and freedom together. It doesn't make sense to hold someone next to you that is forced to be next to you. No, it makes sense to keep someone next to you who is willingly coming back to you. And so this can include experimentation, which for me it's fine. Yeah, so it depends what we want. I mean, some people, me, I want this. So I know the way to get, the way to get it is giving, you a free pass and if you want to be here then i know you're here and that's it yeah, but that's and where it gets me. complicated psychologically sometimes no with the uh, with the uh, that you go into a relationship and if you care about the person you don't want to hurt them for example and that's like a enter point also something many parents use in the education of children use their love that attachment of love or that feeling of love for that other person use that as a term to, to control the, the other person. And that's also what society do also, using like um, values and moral that has been also connected to such things as our body, abortion, our sexual rights, to, to make us feel shameful or guilty. So we follow some certain type of pattern. And I see that many times in like it's a, that's why it makes love so complicated for me. Then I'm guess Leona is right. It's like you have to love yourself. In the end, you are responsible for that because 
you never know what will happen with the other person. The other person you are with might die. Also, it's not only that they can leave you. It's many ways to lose something you thought were your safety. I think that's a very big problem with like trying to change the society today. Is that society has created this fake bubble for people in the capitalistic world by going to the supermarket, by having things so easy accessible that uh, they feel safe in it. And they're afraid of losing that safety. But it's like, okay, as soon the modern infrastructure breaks down, you don't know how to grow one single plant. You will have no food. You have to eat each other, basically. So that's like a fake safety bubble. Something I feel many times also a normal relationship is based on somehow the similar structure of like living on this fake. Sa okay, if I'm just uh, giving all my attention to this person, then it's like I will have like, uh, I will not be alone. I will be safe. But actually, it should be more, make more sense to make that kind of love relationship to more people. So if you lost one, you would still have more people that cared for you in that kind of family love relationship feeling. It's true what you say. And I, I was, um, me, I, I have to say this, that I, I definitely suggest that we give freedom to our partner. And then if our partner wants to be with two, three, ten people at the time, Great, let me know, and if I can take it, I'm with you. If not, not. Because honesty is the base for love. Yeah.
my partner only wants to be with me again great anyway i don't consider the, the it's very big it's a big mistake to when some, when our partner even if it says is committed to us at the end has a great ad and sexual exchange with someone else when we see this as oh my god you know the end of the world you cheat on me la 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 that is crazy it doesn't make sense because i mean it's like you know your partner had a nice night you can ask how how was that you know na, na, na. and then you can ask is there something missing from our relationship because many times these other events happen because yes there are specific elements that people miss from their partner but and then we can work on that so we can use this event to get this awareness so we are all happy you know it's a win win or really there are some cases that this other event is just my opportunity as your partner to have a great night somewhere somewhere you know somewhere somewhere and that's it and that the, and there should be no problem with that i mean for me cheating cheating is when you're lying to somebody that's the main thing for yeah, cheating for, for me that is for sure in my in my understanding of the world uh, that i'm teaching you know consciousness and awareness yeah lying is But it's a very complicated thing again because uh, sexuality is such a strong impulse, and people know this consciously or unconsciously. And then we have like uh, sexual diseases. We have uh, possibility to get pregnant. So you have to trust your partner if they're with a multiple other partners that they do play safe, that they do don't lie to you. Uh, you can do, and if they do unsafe, they should tell it so they, the partner has the chance to make an uh, opinion about that. But I experienced like something even more heavy, like I know connected to that, because one of my most important lovers in my life uh, managed to get pregnant with another guy while uh, we were apart from each other for a really long time. And she wasn't really in love with the guy or anything. In the end, she couldn't, she didn't want to make an abortion. She wanted to keep the child. And I, I accepted that. I accepted to still love her. I could still have her in my life. I didn't judge her for that. My problem came with that the father of the baby didn't share the opinion. He tried to not let us be friends. So he made this like threatening me and stuff like this. And it's like, it's so sad because now, now they are, they never were meant to be together. They're not together anymore. But the child needs also more protection. You know, if you would accept people loving each other on a little bit different level, Children wouldn't end so fast on the street. Children would have bigger families. You have maybe two mummies and two daddies, or even more, more people that cared really emotionally for the child in a family kind of way. So I see also the modern family structure with monogamy in the normal thing, at least in a religious kind of way, makes people care only about their children. They will, and then they don't really even care about their neighbor. Yes, it's been a kind of birthday party for my psychosis connected to the humankind. Some of them have vagina and uh, pretend that they are... Uh, I don't know. I think we are all confused human beings that try to find love. And uh, so far I learned that uh, the best is to try to love yourself. This is... Uh, we forgot to introduce ourselves to you in the beginning because we just started so fast. My name is Tommy. <laughs> you, I'm Leona. 
Yeah. And we're doing research. Actually, we're trying to find out what love is. That's one of our most important subjects with Fuck for Forest and stuff was kind of like our little philosophical journey in values connected to relationship, love, sexuality, and uh, how it influences us as like losing connection to nature or important values. No, like you can see that in how a naked body is considered more offensive than a car. Then it's like, okay, it's something wrong with the values of what humans consider being good or what considered being bad. Something that is a very like gray area. I don't really believe in good or bad. I believe in like different expressions of something. And then, and then uh, what, do you, what do you think about uh, a project like Fuck for Forest? I totally agree with what you said, that there's no good and bad. And yes, of course, the point is that we can live with love and freedom, as we are saying all this time. I became aware of your project some years ago from an ex-boyfriend I had, a boyfriend I had in the time. And I'm so happy you invited me, of course, I want to say, and I'm, and I'm very thankful. I really like your work. Actually, he showed me some movies in the time that for me were too hard to watch. Oh, really? So was violence in them or? Like, this, I felt it, it was disconnected. I felt a disconnection from the meaning of the project as I feel it in my heart. Okay. That's very, you know, abstract, but that's what, what it was. And then, uh, but then reading your website, I really love the website and I really love to read what you write. The thing and is, I really love that the, fo- your, the, the photos I usually see there uh, are in nature, while the videos that he showed me were not in nature. And me, I'm not a fan of um, spectaculating other people's life in any way, having sex or not, you know, it's not my thing. So I was a bit like that, but I really like to see the deep anti-sexism that I can feel in your project and vibe. As I said, mainly reading the website, I can feel that. And I really love that there are some people that can really make love with deep anti-sexist and deep loving and pleasure openness way. I really love that part. Thank you. The thing is like, we uh, we've been kind of, we ended up in between different kind of uh, political ideas. Uh, We are so, so fragmented right now and sometimes in the political or the art scene of Berlin you can see it really strong that people that I think should have been on the same side fight for the same thing many times fight each other and because we we come from Norway I come from Norway she's from Sweden in Norway in the time I grew up we had a lot of censorship rules on sexuality and uh, I always had a problem with censorship from uh, from I was a kid and I come from like a punk rock background so for me it was more like (laughs) some people from the rainbow because i'm say i'm like kind of like the gray day of the rainbow the rainbow for people who don't know it is like uh people coming together in nature to share ideas about a sustainable better future learning techniques how to survive outside the modern society and i always was like a punk rocker there also so we always like we, did, we didn't want to call it make love for nature. We always liked fuck for forest. And we always liked also to 
because society shows so much ugly things and we never try to make sex ugly, but we never try to like make it something more political or make it something more artistic. Sometimes we made artistic or political ideas, but many times it was more more like that. So you're like, fuck you, like uh, uh, suppressing my body or making me have to hide when I have sex. I don't want you put that shit on us. We want to put our fist back a little bit. So it was like kind of a mix of that kind of punk rock attitude with a lot of more... Uh, tantric kind of hippie IAP friends of us that also made uh, mm-hmm. colored a lot of the project but that, but that's what sexuality is no sexuality is a big diversity there are some people who likes different things and many times in Europe we couldn't always film in nature because it's just too fucking cold outside and then it was oh, more God. about like <laughs> having sex for nature you can enjoy sex anywhere and many times or sometimes oh. people have been judging our work like yeah you have too little of this so you show too stereotypical side of this but actually what people do then is yeah please then for example you if you don't like the diversity of fuck for forest please give us something make something yourself and make uh, help us to make fuck for forest more accessible for more people because we just filmed what happened we never asked people to act more queer or to act more feminist or to act more in a political correct way. We just p- filmed randomly people having sex. And some of them just don't have any ideas uh, politically about it. Other people have. But to start to judge it as a project will be like, we, we don't never told people what to do. So actually you judge people's personal sexuality. It's like, oh, I don't like that porn movie. Okay, it was filmed in a bad way. Maybe the light was not good enough. Maybe the, you just didn't like the people, but the people had fun doing it. Exactly, or else yeah. they would never have done it. They had fun doing it because we didn't pay them. It was all for the fun. Most of the people in Fuck for Forest did it for their orgasm and for their fun. Yeah, they care about nature. But that was not like, oh, yeah, nature is dying. So I have to prostitute myself for this project. No. They're like, yeah, this is kinky, this is exciting. I want to do it for my pleasure. And it's cool that it yeah. saves the forest. You know? So it's like, it's so many people in the website. We try to show a very big variety of human sexuality. So for all our criti- people that criticize us, please help us to make the website more available for more people's so understanding. I can do that if you want. So as you saw my poster on this free webinar on how patriarchy affects our sexuality, I am would be very happy if you want that I offer this uh, this webinar on your website. That would be cool. Uh, actually, web- that's, as I said, you have to talk. I'm to just Leona. saying it as a proposal. You don't have to agree, but I mean, as I said, me, I don't like to watch other people having sex or other people watching me having sex and that's it. That's, that's how uh, I am. Everyone has their preferences. I'm actually not an exhibitionist either. I don't like really to have public sex or to have sex in front of people, but I've seen it as a necessary form of direct education because we see so much shit in the world every day that get presented for us both on television and out in the real world. And I find sex beautiful. And I think it's very, I can see that in how big the porn industry is that people have definitely an interest in it. But then if the porn industry are the only ones that can show sex, that's not a good, that's not a stable education. That's not a more variety of understanding the subject. So it's kind of like my obligation to throw away that shame and guilt feeling that uh, it's something private. For me, I don't have it private anymore because I think humans need 
to see direct education about sexuality and I have to give my sexuality to that mission. So I, I actually, I have a lot of, I we have a lot of exhibitionists yeah. in Fuck for Forest. Like Leona is a little bit more exhibitionist than me. Actually more women that are more exhibitionistic, probably because they don't have to think about getting a hard dick. You know, like I've been in front of people, you have that stress, like, oh shit, if I don't get it up now, the whole performance is broken. So like doing performances and stuff, I have a more experience that like, women are more exhibitionistic. But that was never idea of Fuck for Forest. This was, was about like breaking the idea of the modern porn industry showing sexuality mm -hmm. as an honest expression to do something good for the world. And uh, yeah, if you want to help uh, right now, as I said, I'm, I'm traumatized a little bit by all the political confusion and all the suppression and all the stuff connected to Fuck for Forest and also my personal life involved in it. So I'm kind of out. I, I make a video if a sweet person asks me to, but I don't work very much with the website. So for anyone that listens out there also, and for you, please connect to Leona. She's the main leader. I take care of Bipolar Circle uh, right now, the birthday show. Happy birthday. And uh, Leona still uh, do Fuck for Forest. So she's doing live shows and all the, nice. so all the social connection to people and stuff go through her. I'm not talking to anyone about the project right now. <laughs> Well, you help me. It's sometimes. better knowing this time of women power. It's like, I'm afraid. I don't want to be the guy <laughs> getting judged. But she can be so much more extreme also. She can just like, Bleh! and everyone, oh, she's so cute. What a, cu <laughs> what a cu cute, strong woman. I'm just like the big asshole. I'm just, Hi. oh, he talks too much. He's an asshole fucking guy there. Dick, white, privileged. So I have a question. What is your opinion about prostitution? Well, I really think that in a healthy, loving society, that would not be a need. I understand the need of some people to use this means to earn their living in a world that, as I said before, people are forced to work for one hour, for an euro per hour. But it's not my... As I said, I really believe that making love uh, is the deeper connection two humans can have on this planet. That's my 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 vision on that, and that's why I'm really working on making this the co more conscious possible. So that's why I'm doing this work. I think I, I think know. it's a little bit like just like uh, with human rights. I think you have to start from the other point. Just like okay, if I want to learn about my male side, I should actually study women. If I want to help uh, human rights, I should start with the plants and animals that is suffering, then go up to the poor children and then go up to me, kind of. And I feel it's a little bit the same with the uh, prostitution that is like, is uh, one of the uh, oldest works we have. And it's somehow if you see it as a way of like, you have to do something to get something. So I have to please you to get something in return. It's the beginning of capitalism somehow. And I think attacking exactly. prostitution cannot be possible before we have eliminated all the other structure. I have to pay for food. I have to pay for water. I have to pay for psychological therapy. Uh, so many other things I have to pay for emotional support, kind of, you know, it's like, okay, what makes different that I have to pay for sex? In the end, it's just I have to pay for different from different people. I go pay for emotional support there, and what? I, I think she agreed. Yeah, she is agreeing on that. I'm just saying, yeah, that's uh, the that's the. But it's many times people attack sex workers fastest. 
because uh, sex is so stigmatous, made such yeah, a stigma. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say. So I, I can give you this information, maybe you know, maybe not, but in ancient Greece, for example, that uh, women, we, um, so that's where is the an, more and one of the more ancient references to this job. Because actually women in that time, they had two choices, or they would be enslaved from a husband, or they would be free women having to do this job. And so, of course, I mean, I would choose that if I was living in that uh, era for sure, I think. And I think most of us. So actually, yeah, so that's how it is started. If you wanted to be a free woman alone, you should sell yourself for sex. That's it. But you know history also. But you also know that in our history right now, I know at least I have friends that wants to be a prostitute, that do it consciously and actually find it kinky. You like it's like in the end, it's a job like anything. Maybe one day sucks, maybe another day is better. But like people work uh, twelve hours in the office fac or a factory without uh, light. The whole exactly. day, like it depends. It's like it de that. in the end, it depends on your what you can handle. Also, I think actually some people are born to be more like pleasers. They're like made by the universe. They in a perfect uh, state. They will maybe be like like a temple, uh, <laughs> like sexual temple goddesses or something. But uh, in our society, some because I see like yeah, here in Mexico, it's horrible because most of the prostitutes you see in the street are people that need food Poor for their people. children. Like, and they lost their husband exactly. and then the feed. Yeah. But uh, I exactly. also uh, was together with a girl that was an escort. She was not escort for me. And she was my girlfriend, but she worked as escort. And she refused to stop because she liked her work so much. She liked so much the power she had over these rich guys, the amount of money. And she liked the sex. And she said no to the guys that was too disgusting for her. And she always took like high clients. She felt like super like but that's special. Escort. Yeah, she was escort. Yeah, but that, that still is a formal. That's a form of conscious. What does escort means? Sorry, I don't know. This uh, word. Escort is uh, more than. It's usually more than sex. It's usually sex in the end, but it's like a girl or man you uh, you pay to bring maybe out on a business meeting or a dinner with friends ah, uh, as yes. like your girlfriend. And then later, yeah, ma most of the time I have sex, but you also have escorts that is just entertainers that just bring home yeah, on a business it. meeting that's or something. Yeah, but, yeah, and they usually get paid a lot more and they also get food and drinks and everything like this on top of it. So, yeah, it's like people like different things. There are like people who like to clean shit for a living. There's people who likes to, to operate people's hearts or weird shit that I wouldn't be able to do. I think I... Yeah. I, I'm a sex worker, you know, but I'm a guy, so I can't, I, it's really hard to put sex work because there's so many different reasons of doing sex work. I have some people that do artistic sex work. I even have people doing spiritually uh, therapy sex work. One of the therapists we talked to last, she's doing something called surrogate uh, therapy with sexually. So she has sex workers working with people with sexual traumas that has big yeah. problem with their genitals, with their body, with shame, with guilt and actually use prost prostitution in that setting. Something they have in uh, Holland also with the uh, people that are handicapped. They actually educated special nurses exactly. that have both education in nursery uh, and in sexual health and pleasure to help people, disabled people and stuff to get uh, us, uh, orgasm. I'm like a little bit like, yeah, it's not really our ex responsibility or it's not really, you can't really claim orgasm or sexual pleasure is a human right. 
But taking care of each other and making each other feel better or more happy is a nice thing to do for your fellow creatures. For so sure. I, I think if the people that works with it consciously are happy and they feel they help people. I also have the prostitute friends that says like most of the times the guys that comes to them just need a hug. They just need to sit and talk about how horribly trapped they feel in their work, in their family situation, how much their family sucks, and just cry a little bit. And maybe a therapist should be cheaper. I think therapy and sex work should be more integrated in each as other. A, as most, most street workers are very cheap. So, I mean, that's a cheap version of going to therapy. Well, I would go, you would get me to therapy exactly. right away if it was more sexual, Leona. You that want me to a therapist, if you find this like sexual healing therapist, I will be there. Bam! <laughs> yeah, I agree with you and I'm fighting for that. Actually, I don't... It's not about being cheaper, it's about being fair. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fair trade. I'm, I'm working like that, and I like my teachers, therapists that work also like that. So I'm in this chain of therapies that we do this, and that's nice. So you make individual prices for individual persons and their needs. I do. I can do. I can do that. Yeah. That's cool. But then I will get very angry if I see that someone took advantage of that privilege. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Visualize also, but then back to karma again. I think like many of the real healers of the <coughs> of uh, all times, they just didn't expect nothing. But because they healed people and helped people, some people with honor naturally gave back, and many times more than than they would expect for because they didn't expect anything. Mm -hmm. So naturally, if karma, if it would work out like, oh, you're nice to someone, maybe you get something nice oh. back. You have to have a lot of trust though in that. And they had like this system actually in China before where they put, uh, where everyone had the pot outside their house. So uh, there they put uh, every time, uh, they every night put a coin in the, in the, uh, in the bucket. So the, the, the doctor went from house to house picking up this coin. But if it was no coin in the, uh, in the bucket, that means someone in the house was sick. And then the doctor went in and treated them for free. This made uh, <coughs> the doctor want people to be healthy. Because as long as people are healthy, he get paid, not when they're sick. And that makes... Uh, very clever, very clever. Very clever way to make the medical industry actually want to help people instead of making money on their misery. Exactly, I totally agree with you. So, okay. I will send you... I, cannot, I, will, I, want to, I will send you my first article that is called... Self-organization means I organize myself. <laughs> That's cool. I need that, I think. <laughs> and yeah, please send us all, all the links and all the stuff you want uh, yeah. that we post with this uh, interview. It's been a great uh, enlightening experience. Again, we had an amazing birthday together. And now in the end of the show, uh, for all the people that is sitting sexually frustrated at home and thinking about doing the next school shooting or go out and hit that uh, animal or something because they're lonely, sexually frustrated and just explosive. What would you say to these people? I would say that if they're only by themselves, they can have a nice romantic um, night day whatever moment of relaxation with themselves and yeah so they can go they can close the gap of sexual frustration and actually i would just i want to remind the main important thing that 
being having a relaxed nervous and muscular system is the key to pleasure so i would say that well okay try to relax that's easy in this kind of simply intense world i've experienced now but yeah so many people actually trying to give me good advices uh, and i I'm afraid it will backfire on me and make me feel even more <laughs> helpless. Yeah, because it's like, okay, yeah, you just do this, you just relax, and then bang, you have your greatest orgasm ever. And I'm it. like, I you can't do that. that. You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Then I hope uh, you will um, continue to have a great birthday and uh, stay safe in uh, during uh, Athens. No, I'm in Greece. Where in Greece? Athens. Yeah, in Athens. Athens. Great. Yeah, continue to have a great birthday. We love you a lot. Uh, um, no, I don't know Thank what that means, but uh, I will use that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, ciao. Well, you have to fix that annoying sound problem. You have to yeah, I don't know where what it comes. Was, but it's where that just comes and goes. I think when you were talking really intense, maybe your energy was interfering. It was like more like um, magnetic. When you got angry and frustrated on, on this woman, it was worse. Every time you got like really intense, it got really, really I'm bad. I'm dangerous. That's what I mean. You I'm have to, me have to why kill you have myself. to meditate. Kill okay, myself. now you're going for the simple solution. Kill myself instead of saying, "Oh yeah, maybe I have to work with myself and meditate or do something." What really? What do you mean? I was like, "I come on." As you see, if I get intense, things start to fuck up around me. Yeah, like, then you probably have to I fuck up the planet, Leona. If it's like that, it's like we're just continuing. Why you have to talk in and I'm still recording? Okay. I don't know that. No, so what? What the fuck? You like meditate? Do as the shaman in the Ecuador told you to do. Meditate in a waterfall. You don't do anything that people try to help you. I know. You have, how many have you tried? How many times have you actually tried any of these advices? For well, people? okay. Uh, I will just put in Stop a little. burn. I will know. A hyperactive. It's called. It's a mental <laughs> disorder. It's called that makes it very difficult for me to focus and repeat things that for other people seems to be really easy. So people, and that is a bad effect when people should, say should like, yeah, but why, why are you so easy? Why you just don't do that then? No, that not... makes me feel even worse. Ah, that makes me feel like so I can't e do it. So and you think it's so easy for everyone else? For some people, it seems to be easier. Yeah? It seems to be easy. You yeah. don't know if they really work with doing yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, but you don't know how it really is to be me either. Of course not. No, so how do you know? How can you? Uh, you, you have a psychological experience. But I've never I seen you really trying any of these things. Any. Well, yeah. that's like you cannot blame that on your hyperactivity. You see, you see me doing tantra. When I have the lover, I was more. Uh, when I have a lover, that's why I need a lover because that's my meditation. If I don't have that, I go totally out so of balance. So you need somebody. That's yeah. what you're saying. You Everyone needs somebody. That's such a bad. I'm not living in the world of darkness that you do that everyone's alone and I'm not living there anymore. I live I'm in a place where we're supposed to take care and love each other. Yeah, you should take care and love each other. But so you shouldn't no. be dependent on other people to be happy. You shouldn't, no. But uh, as being a social human being, being taken away from social possibilities, do that to you even if you don't want to. Uh, for some people faster than others and then the other can, people can sit and say no you shouldn't be like that but when you experience it, that, that, that anyway you'll be like okay sorry then for having this experience even if I shouldn't have it so why don't you try any of the 
other things. Do you have to? You can only do it with a woman in the bed. It's easier to do it with a woman in the bed, but uh, yeah, I find other type of meditation boring. It makes me hyperactive. I'm hyperactive. In the, I exercise, think then I, yeah, exercise, running. I think then something like that would be better for me. I did that a little bit now, some, but then uh, this thing again with the breakdown of something connecting my life that still is not over, that's continuing, continuing emotionally, made me like have one month of psychopath because behavior Because dancing, dancing helps for me, but I mean, I like to do it alone. I, yeah, I like to dance. I like to go to a party and yeah, take I psychoactive I like, drugs and take I like it out. To dance, like I really. like to dance at home alone. That makes me more happy. Okay, so what did we learn in this show? Absolutely nothing. I learned that I'm a hopeless, uh, patriarchic, macho man, white privileged asshole that have no future except from suicide or drugs. Now, That's what, what we what we need is to put up a Patreon page for Tommy to collect money so he can actually afford going to a therapist. Yeah, that will maybe be a good thing. Yeah, put up a Patreon page for Tommy needing therapy. That would maybe be better. Yeah. So if you are a therapist out there and want to fucking make a birthday show with me, uh, get in contact with Bipolar Circle right now and we make a birthday show together. We can even make the therapy online. I don't give a shit. I'm I'm too transparent. You know, say I just say anything to everyone, so it doesn't matter. So for you that is listening, maybe we'll hear more of my psychosis coming out now if you're a therapist and want to be uh, my therapist, therapist of Tommy from Fuck for Forest. Uh, maybe you can uh, build your career on that. I don't know. I don't have too much money now, so it has to be uh, kind of... Donation-based. Donation-based. <laughs> or some people, please visit our uh, collection uh, websites on Bipolar Circle and give us some money for... For a little bit of food and uh, inspiration to continue this. And therapy. And therapy. And until then, have a birthday that is so great. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Stay sane. My body It scares me I don't know what to do Guess that I could go out to see a show, but other people scare me too. This isn't anything new. Should Stay up until the middle of the morning Or should I let myself rest I'm sure I'd find a way to while away all of that time What's the point either way If I'm lonely, then I'm the only one not sleeping through the weekend. If I'm lonely, then I'm the only one not sleeping through the Tomorrow is just 
Sleeping through the week. 